Hello, and welcome to Manifestor Academy for Entrepreneurs with Michelle Anderson. If you are curious about how to manifest the life and business of your dreams, you're in the right spot. I will be sharing interviews, tips, tricks, stories, and anything I can think of by lifting up the hood on my own experience and my own businesses, including my coaching practice, about how you can manifest your dream life and business I hope you enjoy it. If you want to learn more, you can always go to michelleanderson.com. That's Michelle with two L's and Anderson with an S-E-N at the end. All right, you guys, I'm excited to have Emily Ransom here with Ransom Marketing, and she is a digital marketing consultant, and I've already benefited from Emily's expertise. Hello. Hi, thanks for having me. Thanks for joining, and I know we recently met on Facebook because we were networking on Facebook. That's right. Um, Yeah, Facebook groups have been a great way to get to know people, Um, and there's just like this whole entrepreneur world out there that I am discovering. Um, So yeah, it was great to connect. Yeah. And then you looked at my Facebook ads that I was running for my landscaping business and you had some insights. I'm actually going to tell you that we employed them and I think we're getting some more appropriate leads. So your expertise is probably going to be making that business some money. So that's amazing, huh? (laughs) Thank you. I'm so glad to hear that the changes are helping and I'll be happy to do it again if you'd like. Awesome. Well, I'm, I'm excited to have you on the show for a couple reasons. And um, I love digital marketing. And so that's your world. And also, you have kids and um, you're kind of starting your business from what I understand. Tell us about you and where you're at and what's happening for you right now with your business. Yeah, so um, I'm Emily. I have two kids, um, a three-year-old daughter named Callie and a one-year-old son, um, and he's named after my husband, so we call him Bubba. Um, And I'm married to my high school sweetheart. We've been married for six years now, so that's kind of what our family life looks like. Um, He's a police officer, so he has a really unique schedule, and I needed, I left my teaching job, and I needed something where I could work from home um, because childcare is an issue. Like at he doesn't have a traditional schedule, so I need to be able to stay home with my kids um, at all hours, basically, in case he gets called out or something like that, um, and be able to, to profit from that. So that's kind of why I got started in digital marketing, because um, I was looking at you know, network marketing, MLMs, um, and just not really feeling comfortable with that. Uh, and for people who do that, that's excellent, and some people are really good at it, and I know people who've done well. Um, but it just scared me because I knew that I wasn't going to have the time and the flexibility to go out and do the parties and the presentations and all that. So I needed something that could be, okay, what can I do from my computer at home while my kids are napping? Um, and then eventually found digital marketing. So, yeah. That is amazing. Like I would agree with you about arriving at that solution. Like in my opinion, it's like the easiest, best way to make money from home the soonest. And it's like the most scalable if you're not. Yeah. Just from home. So I'm curious, like, how did you learn? Because I could tell that you know what you're doing and 
um, you know, you, you went from teacher to this, like, how did you get your expertise? Like, was it hard? Where did you start? Yeah. So this is, um, first of all, she didn't pay me to say this, but I want to say the name of the program that I used, um, because I found this, um, mentor named Anna Conchar. And so her program is called advisory insiders pro. Um, and again, that's, I ha I'm not benefiting from saying that at all, but the program has helped me a lot. So I just want people to know about it because it was a very affordable way to get education um, about running the ads, all the technical stuff. And then she also walks us through how to start a business. And that was really helpful because um, without that guidance and she does weekly calls and things like that, without that guidance, I don't think I would have um, been as gung-ho starting out. I think I would have probably let my perfectionist side take over and just waited until I had all my ducks in a row to start. And instead she really pushed us to just, um, you know, she, she told us how to get everything together, but then at the same time, she's like, no, you just have to start reaching out to people, be confident in what you're offering. And I have found that, um, people are, are shocked at the things I tell them. Um, for instance, it takes about $500 a month at least to run an effective Facebook campaign and business owners are like, what Facebook is acting like I can put in $2 a day and make money. Um, and so I've realized that her, mentorship really did teach me more than about 95% of the population about ads manager and social media marketing and all of that. Well, that was an excellent course and she did cover some things that for me by trial and error, I've actually worked with some consultants that weren't as educated as you are about the process and kind of wasted money. Yeah. What I did was kind of like you, I went and learned it. <laughs> so that I could know where people were failing me. And so, um, do you mind me asking who you learned from? Cause I'm always looking to learn, um, to learn more and just expand my knowledge. Yeah. So I took Kevin David's course and I'm okay. a big fan of him and his information. So, um, now with all of that and, you know, other experts like yourself, I'm actually going to start teaching people because of what happened to me Yeah, <laughs> and all the money I wasted. So, um, oh, I'm sorry, I hate to hear that. Yeah. But you're right that to spend a little bit of money on the ads, like a few hundred dollars is where you really start to get your ROI back if you're a small business. So yeah. that's what I found. Absolutely. So I think that there are a few um, scary things about starting out and doing uh, digital marketing consultants. Like if you're a super beginner, like did you find any of that? Like were you, you know, you, you talked about how your mentor encouraged you to just jump in. Like were there any sticky points where you were like, oh, I don't know? Um, probably the hardest part, even harder than reaching out to potential clients has been announcing it to my friends and family. It was really under wraps for a little while while I was taking the course and I was um, getting my training and stuff like that. And I didn't really tell anybody what I was doing. Um, my friends and family had known that I left teaching. Um, so not that anyone was watching my next move or anything, but I was, I was hesitant to come out and say, yeah, I'm starting my own business. And so that was, that was probably my biggest sticking point. And I was met with a huge amount of support um, and people are like, well, how do you already have so many Facebook likes? And it's really just my, my Facebook friends who have supported me and um, gone on there and liked my page. Cause I said, you know, I won't 
try to market to you. I won't try to sell to you. Just give me that um, boost so that when potential clients visit my page, they see, yeah, you've, you're credible. You're a real person <laughs> out there in the online world. That's important. Um, so I would just encourage anybody who's scared to get started. Your friends and family are probably going to be more supportive than you think. And um, it's also just accountability. Like you've, you've got to make it work once everybody knows about it. So go ahead and tell the world. <laughs> I love that. Um, it, it's really timely that you said that because I went live in the group right before yeah. the podcast and I talked about filling your funnel. And I talked about if you're really, really a beginner, kind of what you just said is like, get on your personal Facebook and tell people what you're doing, um, which you did. And you already have a lot of likes and you're also doing another thing that I said in my um, Facebook live was get consistent and post daily, which I've been watching your posts and you've been posting and you've been posting on your Instagram. I know I'm seeing those in your stories. And so I'm like, Oh, like had we had a conversation two weeks ago about my Facebook ads and then had this podcast and then you weren't doing that. You, you wouldn't be top of mind, but right. in between that time span, I'm like, Oh, there's Emily. There's Emily. There's Emily. Exactly. Yeah. So it makes an enormous difference. And so like, if I need extra Facebook ad support, I'll be like, well, duh, Emily. <laughs> right. And that's, that's exactly what we want. Like sometimes it's discouraging because you post, um, everybody knows it's important to post on social media. At least I hope you do. Um, but even if your posts aren't getting the response you want, like you said, it's just top of mind. It's showing your potential clients that you're still out there. You're still functioning. Like you don't want to go to somebody's Instagram and see that they have, haven't posted in months. That doesn't make them look like they're a thriving business. Um, and even cause I actually don't post every day. I post on my stories every day, or at least I try to. Um, but it's just making sure that you have good content when you post. So right now I'll give my secret away. It's every three days. Um, and I try to do different times of the day, just in case like a different audience is on there in the morning than they are in the evening. Um, just to try to target different groups and see what, what works. Um, but yeah, I only post every three days to make sure that I have good quality and I'm not annoying people with all my posts, but I still want to stay top of mind. Absolutely. Um, well, you're not annoying me. And I, there's another thing that you were doing that I appreciated is that you were showing like what we would call in digital marketing land, like behind the scenes, mm -hmm. like just some interesting pieces of your life so that like, business owner to business owner, I feel really comfortable that Emily is a human and <laughs> she's got these cute kids or she shared about something funny that she did that day. And, and she's also the expert. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're saying that. That makes me um, feel good. And thank you for saying that because when I first started, I think I tried to make it really bland and generic and I was afraid to share like too many personal details. And I still don't share as much as I do on my personal Instagram um, and anyone in the group can feel free to follow me there as well, um, for more, more real life stuff. But I realized that those were the posts that were getting the most engagement and that's what people really enjoyed seeing. So I started to get more comfortable with sharing just those little tidbits of, yeah, I'm a real human. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, um, I don't know if this has happened to you, but I had no idea who was looking at my stuff 
And I've had people that I had no idea were watching will come up to me and say, I'm really loving your Instagram. And I'll be like, well, why don't you like some of my posts? <laughs> exactly. My husband has an Instagram as well um, for grilling and cooking and that kind of thing. And he'll call people out. Like if our friends are going, hey, man, that was a great uh, chicken you posted the other night. He's like, well, why didn't you like it? <laughs> They'll just call him out. Yeah, so there's a lot of voyeurs out there, and um, they're watching you guys. So whoever's out there not posting and afraid, just post. People love it. Yeah, I agree. Just do it. So talk a little bit about, like, your kiddos and, like, how you carve time out for what you're doing, because you actually explained that your husband has an interesting schedule that you have to make sure that you balance a couple things around for. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so right now um, – Basically what it looks like is working during their nap time um, and after they go to bed. And I kind of knew around January that I wanted to leave teaching and I was looking for ways to make money online and I was spending hours and hours online researching um, online jobs. I was on these different websites. Um, not that any of them were bad, but I just didn't make any money there. And I was spending a lot of time on it, like after my kids went to bed. And so I thought, well, what could I do because I'm already carving that time out. So what could I do that would actually be profitable for me? Um, and it's, it's not a perfect world. Like my daughter is, I think about to drop her nap. She's three and she's never been the best napper anyway. She really doesn't like to miss out on what's going on. So if she hears me, she's wanting to be with mom. Um, same thing in the mornings. Like I've tried waking up early in the mornings to carve out that time to work and it's like, no matter what I do, I just creep into the living room and put my blanket on too loudly and they are up. They're like, okay, it's time. And so that hasn't really worked out, but, um, trying to balance things with my husband. Like if he, for instance, today he's going in later. So he let me just sneak away and work for a couple hours before he goes in. So he's got them right now. Um, and we just, we've kind of always been that way. We just try to work around each other's schedules and carve out time where we can. So you're just, you're making it work so you can have your thriving business from home, regardless of the quirks of the kids' schedules. Yeah, trying to. And the hope eventually is that he would be able to come on as my business partner and actually take on more hours than I am so that I could be mom for more hours, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's really cool. So would he still have his other job or you would just want him to kind of become a part of your company and um either way just like you said it's really scalable so it just kind of depends on how many clients I have and if that is not manageable for me anymore he could come on and manage some of the ads or if it got even larger he could um come on full-time instead of doing what he's currently doing so we'll see we're excited Absolutely. about Absolutely. What it, might, what it might turn into. I love it. You're, you're, I mean, you're kind of describing what I've tried to explain in the group, but I really can't without an example because I grew my business over like 10 years and it, wow. and the, what's available now online isn't like what I had in the back of the day. So I would like go and network. Um, and so I love how you're just like, yeah, I just took a course and I studied and I became an expert. And then I went out and I got clients and told my family and started building my network. And then you know that you can scale it as much as you like. Mm -hmm. 
yeah, the, the world is just so different than it was. I mean, even five years ago, like five, 10 years ago, what I guess podcasts were around, but 10 years ago, I don't think podcasts were a thing. And now like here, you and I are talking about this whole method of reinventing yourself and creating a business that was not even possible before. It's really crazy. And I, I have wondered actually, I, this might be a good thing to pick your brain about is going to networking events. Do you think that's beneficial? Um, Because I'm kind of in this digital space and I've wondered if it would help going to put my face out there or if that's just a waste of time in today's world. What do you think? Um, I think it can be and it depends on who your target client is, Um, especially if you are the digital marketer. You might be the one to say, hey, would you like to quit doing this? Right. Yeah. (laughs) And you might, you know, show up at a referral group or a BNI or a chamber of commerce meeting and be like, does anyone want to stop doing these uh, stupid uh, cocktail hours? And (laughs) that you have to pay for too. (laughs) Yeah. You have to pay sometimes to go to them and then you're paying for drinks and then you might be networking with a couple of drunks. I don't know. Like I think, you know, in my case, I'm paying for a sitter. Like right now that's not worth my, my money. So Right. So, you know, I think it's worth trying if you're the person that's going to save them from that. (laughs) (laughs) And eventually, you know, you would have enough clients where that's not your wheelhouse. But um, there was parts of it that I really enjoyed. I really like to be social, but I had to make a business decision and say, this is a lot of effort and I don't need to do this. And I really, I looked at where my leads were coming from and it wasn't that. Um, However, certain businesses like insurance agents, like everybody needs insurance if they're a person or a business. So those types of businesses get a lot from just being in that room. Yeah. Um, So it just depends. However, I would argue that any business can function totally online. And then if anyone wants to duel me on that, um, (laughs) I'm the example, like I took a business that was only like, you know, you have to go to people's houses and do a landscape installation. Well, I don't have to leave my house anymore. That's amazing. My team does. So anything can be transferred online. So even if you're a shy um, introvert, there is a way. (laughs) I agree. Yeah, I would argue the same thing. So um, you might go to one of those chamber meetings just for fun. (laughs) (laughs) I know it could be a good social experiment. (laughs) The other thing is that there will be other digital marketers potentially there and they might not really be that good. So I'm thinking of my own experiences and, and yeah. knowing that the person in the room that was offering digital marketing wasn't really any good. So, yeah, that's a good point. Like I, I have encountered several businesses that tell me, Oh, we already have somebody doing that. And I don't ever argue it because I'm probably not going to get them to, choose me instead if they're already comfortable with who they have, but I'm going, huh? Like you're not running Facebook ads. You're not, um, you're not posting often. So what is this person doing for you? But I haven't gotten bold enough to actually challenge them on it, but I'm just like, yeah, I, in the back of my mind, I'm going, well, I kind of think I could do better. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, um, I have had a couple people that probably thought that, that have approached me over time and what they did say was well are you trying facebook ads Mm -hmm. um and you know there are 500 ways to market digitally so 
you know, there could, I have different digital marketers helping me right now. So there mm -hmm. is room. Um, and businesses don't know what they don't know. That's very true. Uh, some of them think that if they hire an SEO expert for a thousand dollars a month, which isn't where I would allocate my funds, but, um, you know, some businesses need that, but that might be like really inappropriate for their business and they might not know. Yeah, I agree. And you're, um, just for anyone who's listening that has heard about SEO, cause I feel like it's a buzzword right now. It takes months and months to see results from that. Whereas Facebook ads, um, you can usually see results in really quickly, maybe not the first month while they're testing everything out, but um, SEO is kind of like the long investment, just to put that out there. Absolutely. I'm glad you pointed that out because there's going to be all kinds of listeners to the podcast and some people will probably be pretty curious about Facebook ads. And you've just kind of outlined the amount of patience I think needed. And we've already talked about the investment needed to really get seen. Um, so that brings me to another point. You actually talked about, you've already talked about three ways to get clients. You approached clients online. Um, you asked clients and then, you know, there's always the running Facebook ads and running Google ads. Mm -hmm. So I think if you're willing to do all three, you could be a powerful brand. What do you think? Yeah, I would totally agree. Um, and I, right now I'm not at a point in my business where I'm ready to invest in Facebook ads myself, but I definitely think that, like you said, it's scalable. Um, so once I'm ready to broaden my reach, I think that would be a way more efficient use of time and money than going to marketing or sorry, networking meetings. Um, is to market myself on Facebook using ads. Um, and I think the demand is there. You just have to find the people who are looking for you because everybody is um, hearing these buzzwords about digital marketing and is on social media trying to post their content and they're frustrated because they, they don't understand why the right people aren't seeing it. Um, so I think just for anybody who's trying to start their online business, know that your potential clients are out there and you just have to make your way through the, through the noise to get to them because it's become a very cluttered space as well. Absolutely. What do you think, like, tell me what your thoughts are on how to get through the clutter if someone's really trying to target on Facebook ads. Yeah. So one thing is just to develop your niche, like for any, anyone listening who's wanting to, um, do online marketing or start their own business of any kind, figure out what your niche is going to be. And I know I shared this in the Facebook group. Like I, I think I finally tapped into that and that feels really good because now my messaging is more powerful and it's more personal. People can connect to me. Um, and then my, my second thought would just be the Facebook ads targeting is a lot more specific than just the people who are seeing your posts. So just to use myself as an example, um, if I post something on my Facebook or Instagram, the majority of the people who are seeing it are not looking for digital marketing services because those people are my friends and family um, who are supporting me and maybe one or two businesses who have followed me back. Um, but those people are probably not my target audience and yet I'm spending time writing content for them. So what Facebook ads does is you can choose, um, and you know this, <laughs> you can choose, okay, what income level do I desire um, my audience to have, what kinds of things are they liking on Facebook? So if I'm going after a niche of natural health alternatives or um, 
birth and lactation consultants or anything like that, because that's those are the things that I'm passionate about. You can target on Facebook people who have liked um, Baby Center or Brit and Company, like just some of these big pages that people are sharing articles from all the time. You can target people who have have liked those pages, and then you want to kind of layer that. So not only have they liked a larger page, but they are in this income level and they, maybe you want to work with people who are in your area. So now you've covered from, instead of 200,000 people, you've narrowed that down. So you're hoping that the overlap there is the few people who are really going to eat up what you're offering, if that makes sense. Yeah. So all that specificity, which, um, it took me probably way too long to understand that because um, I was really vague. I, I suffered from trying to be cool and different. Um, and what I ended up doing with my businesses initially because I didn't start out as a marketer was probably just confuse people as to what the heck I was doing. Um, when really if I was just like, hey, Flourish designs landscapes and builds them, period. Like that's pretty... Yeah. Like I would just be like, oh, you know, kind of overcomplicating it. So, you know, and then getting really specific into the type of homeowners we wanted to actually build for made all the difference in the world. So um, Flourish became a magnet by getting clear about what it was doing. And the same thing happened when I started a coaching practice. All of a sudden, there were like 500 million coaches. And so... (laughs) you didn't have like a very specific thing that you were doing. Like you were just, you know, floating around. So. Yeah. I, I think, I don't remember where this quote was from, but I heard a quote that said, if you appeal to everybody, you'll attract no one. And that's kind of how I feel like I started out too. I was just trying to make everything really generic and bland, um, not throw too much of my personality into it or my interests. And now I'm seeing that that's, um, that's exactly what you should do is is put yourself into it because as social media usage grows people want authenticity they want to know that you're a real person and they want to know what you're interested in and exactly what you offer not just these vague claims and promises so absolutely and then you and i both spoke about how quickly things have changed and um how networking online is happening um people are using social media to like orchestrate their lives, I think, right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're right. Um, so, and that has really all happened there very quickly. I, I, I noticed in my own business, all of a sudden, I was like, I don't need to leave my house ever. That's awesome. And it's, it's great too, like, just for people listening, to hear how you started contracting things out or you know, just being in that business mindset of not having to do it all yourself. Um, Because when you're in business and you're the business owner, if you keep trying to do it all, then you're going to become very burned out and stuck. But if you realize, hey, I don't have to leave my house, I can just hire someone to do that. And then they do the part that I don't really enjoy or whatever it is. Um, It's a great, I think that's a great point. Absolutely. And the way that I got there, actually, though, is I'm like really glad that you talked about how you're getting your clients right now is exactly what you're doing was client by client, asking them if they needed what I had. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, if you're willing to do that, you will eventually be able to 
scale however you want. That's my opinion. That's good to hear. Yeah. I so I think a lot of people are just scared to do both of the things that you talked about initially, which was ask for people to work with you and tell their friends. In fact, I'm actually really glad that you, t you brought that up. Uh, cause I actually, a good friend of mine told me that last night too. And I said, really? that's weird that you haven't told your friends that you do all this stuff yet, because that's how I know you. Exactly. <laughs> um, and so I wonder, and you could probably help answer this question for me. Like, is it because it's sort of an identity shift or they, you know, what were your hesitations around doing that? Um, fear of failure for sure. Like that's just part of my personality anyway. Um, so once I announced online that I was starting a business, it's like, okay, now I have no choice but to make it work because everybody is watching me, even though they are probably not just waiting on me to fail or succeed. Um, but that's kind of the perception on social media because people comment on your life. Right. Um, and then also just the new identity for sure, because I was a teacher. So I was going from this teacher identity, which is all I ever wanted to do, all I ever had done. Um, and that's a big part of who I was. And then I was shifting that to business owner in a digital space, work from home. I mean, it was a huge shift. So I'm like, okay, now everybody who knows me is going to know that I'm doing this. And that's really scary for me. Um, and maybe I just worry too much about what people think. But I think that probably a lot of people out there are thinking the same thing. And like I said before, I think you'll find that people are more supportive than you expected. Um, we went to a housewarming party shortly after I had announced everything on Facebook. And so I had, my business had been around for about two months, but nobody knew about it yet. And so this was like, okay, now it's out on Facebook. People in my life know about it. And it just felt so good at that party. It wasn't our party but it felt so good to have people asking me questions about it. And they're like, Oh, tell me about ransom marketing. That's so exciting that you're doing that. And it just, it made me feel cool. So yeah, put it out there and you might end up really enjoying the response that you get. Cause I did. Oh, thank you for sharing that. Um, yeah, I, I can relate to like, you know, uh, what are, <laughs> you know, and, and I'm not the kind of person that like cares what people think, but you know, it's, different to take a new step, I think. Yeah, definitely. I think I care more than I realize I care. <laughs> yeah, I get that. Well, you know, I think like the response you got where people are kind of like cheering you on. I, I do think that a lot of people want to do their own business and then like they don't think they can. So when you do that, it helps them see that, you know, it's possible. Yeah, it's definitely possible. I mean, for anybody listening, just know that I am the biggest self-sabotager. I will talk myself out of anything like it's my job. And I was just determined to make this work. I'm like, I, it makes so much sense. I believe in the business model. Um, I have a vision for it. I have a plan. I just have to do the plan. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it was a really smart choice. Um, you're going to see in anything I'm posting, I'm telling people to do that. Like, yeah. and the market is not going to get saturated. <laughs> not if That's you're good. good. <laughs> yeah, if you're good, you're going to be in demand. So, because there's a lot of people that like are trying to get out there and they don't really fully understand it. So if you can give yourself the right expertise, I think that that is all you need. Yeah, I agree. 
Well, I think that you've shared some awesome things for our audience. And I want to know, like, is there anything else that you want, like, the listeners to know? Because I've got, I've got beginners on here. I've got moms that are kind of just going to start listening to us and really, like, you know, they're looking for thoughts about how to get past where they're at and get to where they want to go. So is there anything else that you want to share with them? I guess my last closing thought would just be um, that there's no quick there's no quick fixes. There's no get rich quick schemes, at least none that I've found. And I have researched a lot of online business money-making strategies this year. Um, the thing that I do on the side that makes money more quickly is I redo furniture. Um, so that can make me $500 in, in a week just from flipping a piece. But if you actually want to build your own business and have it, like you said, be scalable, um, be something that grows, it's not going to be a quick process and you just have to put in the grit and the work. Um, and I'm a mom, I'm brand new at this. Uh, like I said, it's completely different than anything I was in before. So yeah, my closing thought would just be, you can do it. Just know that you're going to have to put the work in. And if you've got that determination, you'll absolutely do great things. So I love that so much. And I love your side hustle with the furniture. That sounds <laughs> nice little passion project. Yeah, it's fun. It's, it's easy. Um, I can just sit in my garage and paint and I'm really lazy. I don't strip it. I don't sand anything. I just paint ugly furniture that people are selling on Facebook and then I sell it on Facebook. It's so easy. Oh my gosh, guys listening. Like she did not <laughs> take no for an answer there. She's going to make it happen. I love this. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> All right. Well, where can people connect with you and find you if they want to hear more from you? Yeah. So I'm on um, Instagram at ransom.marketing. And then my Facebook page is the same name. So facebook.com slash ransom.marketing. And then my website is ransom-marketing.com because Facebook and Instagram don't let you use the dash. So <laughs> that's ransom-marketing.com. And I'm also, um, you can connect with me on my personal Instagram as well. And that's just um, underscore Emily Ransom and then another underscore because apparently there's a lot of Emily Ransoms in the world. Well, we will put those in the notes too so that people can find you. And it was amazing having you sharing with us today. Thank you so much, Emily. Thank you. You made it easy and I was nervous about this. So thanks for just being really natural and it was a great conversation. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us on the episode today. I'm so glad you were here to give a listen. If you liked it, this is a new podcast right now, so I would really appreciate it if you would give us a review on whatever platform you're listening on, just to let other people know that this is a place where you can learn how to manifest the life and business of your dreams. Also, if you want to find out more, follow us on Instagram. It's Michelle and Anderson with an S-E-N at the end on Instagram and Michelle Anderson. Dot com is the website.